Okay, um, so this one is going to be talking about cancer. Um, I really don't have specific topics that I will be talking about, but let's just have a conversation about LFS um, to start off with. Uh, LFS, Lee-Fermini syndrome. So this is a mutation Um, a change um, in a tumor suppressor gene known as TP53. So the resulting P53 protein produced by the gene is damaged. So that gene is damaged um, or malfunctioning in a way. So what this does um, is makes children or young adults susceptible to developing several multiple cancers. Um, cancers throughout their life. Um, That could be soft tissue and bones, sarcoma, uh, breast cancer, which I had, uh, brain tumors, which my father had, uh, acute leukemia, um, and just all sorts of cancers. Um, So I found out I had cancer um, July 12th, I had, I was about to, you know, start my journey in California, going to grad school at UCLA. And I had to put all that on pause because you have to think about your health first. Um, Would it have been smart for me to go all the way out to California with nobody and try to figure out insurance and getting treatment and all sorts of things like that by myself compared to staying and um, being with people that care about me and that could help me, you know? So I stayed. Um, So I got this phone call on a Friday. Um, I had got, you know, my biopsies, which was kind of scary. You know, they poke you um, and test um, the areas of concern where they seen because I had a mammogram. Let me just start from the first time. So I went to see my regular doctor, um, and she felt my breast. Um, my school doctor, um, at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and so she was concerned. But at the same time, she was like, I'm not a professional in this area, so I'm going to refer you to go see an actual doctor. So then I went to Columbia St. Mary's, and I met with a regular doctor. Um, She had felt my breast as well, and that is when I got set up to go and get a mammogram and an ultrasound on my breast. Now, I was always scared to get a mammogram because... Everybody was like, it's hurt, they squeeze your boobs, and all this stuff, and honestly, it did not hurt. Um, It was not scary. The scary part was when they had to biopsy um, where the lump and problem area was. It's this needle that goes in your breast, and it's just kind of like the gun kind of click sound, and it shoots something in there. And um, they sample it. So they had to do that. Um, So 
that came back and I got a call on Friday. I was going to have lunch with one of my sorority sisters um, and, you know, do some wine tasting. And I got a call and they were like, you have breast cancer and here's the next steps, you know, meeting with the genetics um, counselor and coming in to talk about what are the next steps that we're going to take and all sorts of things. So that phone call ended. I'm the type of person that will hide my pain, hide things that are going on with me with a smile or just avoid it all in general. So I just found that out on my way out the door. Um, I still went to lunch and everything and you know, had a great time, and finally I told my sorority sister, I was like, hey, you know, I just found out I had cancer, and it's it's a big deal, and I had texted everybody else, you know, telling them, like, my mom and my girlfriend and everything, and everybody was trying to call me, but I was out, so I said I would call them later. Um, I guess what had calmed me down is because my sister was currently going through cancer she has breast had breast cancer as well um so that kind of made me feel not so alone um so yeah so I a few days later um I hadn't really actually cried about um it until like I was alone because I always put up with this this um tough girl exterior like nothing bothers me I'm strong I can get through anything and when I'm alone in my room I finally got to cry I got to really sit there and go through my emotions by myself without an audience that was um the important thing to me um and I lived with two other people then and they were both my sorority sisters and I, I just don't like bothering people with my problems. So anyways, I went in, um, I spit in a tube. <laughs> okay, I met with a genetics counselor. We talk, um, I spit in a tube. I wait for those results. Um, I also get talked to by an oncology nurse who tells me, this is what you have. Um, this is what we're gonna do. Um, you're gonna have to start chemo for this long and um, surgery at this time. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I, they ask, you know, sometimes they'd be like, they're like, oh, do you want to have the surgery? Do you not? Here goes the risk. Here goes the outcomes. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I, what is best for me? You're the doctor. You tell me. I don't know how to make this big life choice and decision. So I did. I agreed. Um, I only had cancer in my right breast. Um, it was nowhere else. Not in my armpit, my lymph nodes. Um, not in my other breast the left breast my right breast um so I had a choice to make either have surgery on just the one breast or both so here's the thing they tell you have the surgery 
um, on one and you'll still have a chance of getting cancer in your left breast. Have the surgery on both breasts and you'll have um, like a 99% chance of never getting cancer. Okay, but there's still that 1%. Um, so I choose to do the double mastectomy, even though I only had cancer in one breast. Um, I think it was like one, maybe stage one, two, maybe closer to two. Um, but yeah. And let me pause right here and just let you know, like, how I came to realize my sister had told me she had cancer and how she had genetics tests, and how they wanted me to get genetic tested, and at the time, I didn't have insurance, I was like, oh, well, can't see anybody, because can't afford to, um, but I was laying there one day, and I decided to touch my breast, and I felt a, like a lump, it just was like hard, and almost sticking out and I was like oh that doesn't feel right I was laying with my girlfriend and I had her feel it and she felt it too and I was just like great like I really need to go get checked so I hopped on that insurance as soon as I could um and went forward from there oh and I had my sister feel it too because I went to visit her and she felt it too and I did I just kind of knew I had it I didn't need to go get tested to know that I had it, but you do because it could have been anything, to be honest. Um, Okay, so hopping forward, where was I? So yeah, I chose to do the double mastectomy. So I started chemo and didn't know um, how that would make me feel. The worst night for me, um, like feeling like sickness wise was the first um week of uh, chemo um they give you these a bunch of pills to take um uh i forgot their names and dexamethasone or mexane whatever um they're cancer pills that you take uh, and yeah so i was alone that night and I was constipated. I couldn't sleep. I wanted to throw up and shit at the same time, but I couldn't. And it was just agonizing. And I was scared. And I was alone. Um, which was really hard. Because I was like, I, I cannot do this every day. Every time I get treatment. Like, I, I did not want to go through that ever again. Um, but thankfully it it got better. Um, also, yeah, I got my, a port put in me, um, which is like what most cancer patients get is a port and they put it on my left side. Um, and that just kind of makes it easier for medicine to travel through, um, quicker and more efficiently. Um, so I got that and it was around my girlfriend's birthday when I actually got that. Um, which is in July, um, and I felt bad because I was in pain and I wasn't really like up for birthdays. And this was her twenty first birthday, and here I am in pain and not up for celebrating with her. Um, so 
that happened, but I made it through. Um, so then, yeah, so I started having more treatments and I moved in with my girlfriend who is the most caring and selfless person ever and was there for me from the beginning and we had like only been like not even a year in it was just newly kind of you know starting out and here I am moving in with her because I I did not want to live um in a situation where I was going to be unhappy and that was moving in back with my mom um I love her and don't get me wrong but the situation that that is in I would not have been happy and I would probably been very more depressed than I was um so yeah so I moved with my girlfriend out in Whitewater um so things that I started to notice um as I got more treatments was um the thing I feared most was losing my hair I had curly long curly hair and that was everything to me when I noticed texture the texture of my hair was starting to change it scared me. No one else really noticed it, but I was like, it's it's not sitting how I want. It's like, it's not doing, it's just matting up and it's just not acting how it is. It was, and no one else was like, they're like, oh, you're fine. Stop saying that. And I'm like, I have a right to, you know, state my opinions and I know what I'm going through and how my hair feels and it's it does not feel like my hair so i knew it was getting closer to the time where i wasn't going to have this hair anymore um also when i was always talking to my sister because you know as you know she was going through the same thing um she had told me she went on um a lupron shot which um is a it, it protects your eggs pretty much um the lupron shot protects um your eggs when going through um uh chemo and treatment so it's um how can i put this <laughs> it's a sex hormone suppressor because I was scared because I do I want to have kids I'm with a female so and I am we discussed this I'm the one who would be having the kids and I didn't want my kids to be affected by um anything the chemo had done to my ovaries so I'm currently still on that today and I started this a year ago in 2018 um I didn't know if I put said that but this happened I got cancer July 2018. Okay. Um, so, yes, I got on the Lupron shot to protect my eggs. Um, so, make sure you always ask, you know, because I can't afford to go in and see a specialist and freeze my eggs and all this stuff. Like, that's some rich people shit. I don't have time for that. 
So I hopped on that really quick. Um, okay. So I was really trying to hang on to my hair as much as I could. Um, finally, my hair, I woke, I woke up, um, and it's just matted. My hair is matted. I couldn't even comb through it. I tried to have my girlfriend comb through it. It was just, it wasn't possible. It was dead. So, I made the executive decision to go ahead and cut it off. And my girlfriend helped me and cut it off. I kept, I know, gross, but I kept a bag of my hair because that was just a very big moment for me. I did cry a little bit, but it made me feel better to have, you know, my girlfriend there um, to support me and to be there just to tell me that I'm still beautiful no matter what. I kept a little bit on my head, even though it was like barely any hair. I kept a little on, um, but every night I would sleep, it would rub off and I would have less and less hair every time. Until finally I was just bald. I had nothing. I was a bald potato, pretty much. And I did not like the person in the mirror. I did not. I was... I felt gross. I felt ugly. And did not want to be seen. Um, I wore a scarf on my head. You know, trying to make it fashionable. Um, Because, like, when I went and got treatments, I don't want everybody staring at my bald head or in public. So, my great and lovely best friend, um, she, her and her mother came and picked me up one day. And they um, bought me my first wig. Um, and it was lace front. It wasn't 100% human, um, because I never got money for that, um, but yes, they bought me my first wig, and just, it made me feel on top of the world, like I could actually go outside and feel like myself, um, and it did, it did, it, it really helped me, and I could finally try to go back to work and all this stuff. Um, other side effects from the chemo, um, I felt a lot of, like, numbness or, like, tinglings in my feet or hands, my mouth, um, I, my taste buds were not there, my throat was not great, I, like, didn't enjoy food, um, it just, it wasn't as great. It didn't taste good. It didn't feel good to swallow. It just wasn't a great time for a long time. Um, I had gotten mouth sores. So all in my mouth, I had sores from the chemo. And so they had gave me this like pink stuff that I had to measure and then wash around my mouth swish around my mouth like mouthwash and then spit it out um to numb it because it was in pain 
um, I broke out. Um, I had acne everywhere. And so they like prescribed me a topical gel that really did not do any justice. Um, so like this year I finally got like proactive and that seemed to do something for me. Um, let's see. So yeah, that was going on. They put me on some high blood pressure pills. I take two, Carvedilol and Lisinopril. And then they put me on this new one, Tamoxifen. Um, it's like another chemo pill. that I, These three I currently take today. And it's because my heart was not as, where it needs to be. wasn't strong. And so they didn't want chemo to affect my heart and, or like make it worse or anything um let's see um so yeah I I was just going through it I was not myself for a very long time um going through that definitely takes toll a toll on your soul on your body and your um image of yourself um i was not happy for a while starting work working while having cancer isn't fun either i was working with elderly so like it wasn't that big of a deal but everybody has questions you know you always feel like someone's looking at your hair um or just always 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 looking I, oh, you also lose your eyebrows, and that's not great, because no hair, no eyebrows, you're an alien, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't have all that, so working, it was weird, because, you know, like I said, my feet felt weird, I'd be walking, and they would just feel numb, 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 um, but yeah, and having to take off for certain days, and then, I just started and then I had to um, be let go because I had to get surgery. So here we are to the double mastectomy. Um, that was very scary. I've never had surgery before and this was a big surgery. It was, I'm getting both of my breasts taken away. But the plus side is, I mean, if you wanted bigger breasts, you could do expanders. But I was like, I just want the same size. Like, just give me what I had. So I had gotten the surgery and implants at the same time. Um, so after the surgery, I um, wasn't in too much pain, but a little bit. It was weird for a while. Um, I had to stay overnight, you know, in the hospital and got sent home next day and driving home was well I didn't drive but my girlfriend drove me back every bump was like painful but you know they gave me some some decent meds to knock a bitch out um excuse my language but yeah um so they have these draining tubes that you're hooked up to and then you have a paper that you're going to record how much fluid at the at certain times I think you empty it yeah twice a day and you record how much was in 
the the tube so you have four tubes two in each breast and then you want you it's great it you should get help doing this because you know the tubes and the straw part to connect the bottle you have to you know clear it so you have to hold it and move down the blood that's draining and all the fluid down into the little bottle and then you open the bottle and squeeze it into these measuring cups write down um how much was in there not fun did not like that i could not wait to have gotten those taken out and they were in there for like a while i was out of work for about four to six weeks um but yeah so sleeping wasn't comfortable at all because i could not sleep on my my chest anymore i couldn't have to sleep on my back and elevated and all this stuff um and cooking you know they just did not recommend moving as much so yeah that had been done and i no longer have nipples and all is remaining is fake boobs and a scar running across both of them so yeah intimacy it's hard um it 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 definitely changed my intimacy for a while um because i wasn't comfortable with myself how can i have you know sex with somebody and i'm not comfortable with myself i don't like the way i look so why would i expect you to like the way i look that's how i i felt ugly and i thought i was ugly so i didn't want to show any of that but the lovely girlfriend that i had always reminded me how beautiful i am and she does not care um so yeah um no nipples fun fact is my right breast um it flips sometimes if i lay on it and then i'm not like asleep and it'll flip and i can flip it back weird cool but gross at the same time um so yeah um so i got all that done i did have a second surgery on my right breast um because it was like ripply so i was like i don't want ripples and so he felt he did liposuction my doctor dr butts he did liposuction he took fat from the sides my sides and put them um to fill it in on both sides of my breast i guess and so yeah that's that um i am you know still working on my self-confidence my hair is like growing back so i have like a little fro here um i had felt a lump in my breast um like a couple months ago and i sat in the bathroom in the middle of the night crying because let me just tell you that fear is always there the fear of getting cancer again is always there and have to go through that process all over again is traumatizing i did not want to go through this again and i felt a lump and i was terrified i recently went and got um images done and i had they wanted to do a um what's that called um um 
an ultrasound on my breast and she was concerned and she was telling me the risk of doing a biopsy to test the spot because of my implants and the possibilities of rupturing it and with my state insurance I probably would not be able to get a new breast so I didn't want to do that so we did a mammogram and everything looks pretty good it's just healing it's it's just part of the process and there's nothing really to worry about and the lymph nodes in your armpit sometimes you know can you want to check those too because if you have breast cancer you want to check lumps in your armpits because they could be cancerous too but um i wouldn't worry stress too much but i did get my lymph nodes tested um when i had surgery they sampled them just to make sure they weren't cancerous um and that could cause lymphedemia. So that's like swelling in your arms and legs, stuff like that. Um, thankfully, nothing has like that has happened to me. Um, but yeah, right now, currently I am doing okay. I am done with treatment as of July 2019. So a whole year later, I am done with treatment. I have... I had a great support system at Columbia St. Mary's in Milwaukee, uh, Lake Drive great staff um and I would say the biggest help was support from my girlfriend um having someone to tell you how beautiful you are and to care about you unconditionally I say was the biggest part of my cancer journey is that love that love goes a long way that helps you even on your darkest moments that helps you and I hope that sharing my story um, inspires other people to share theirs and kind of what they go through. Um, that's the reason why I started doing podcasts in the first place um, is because I just there's people out there that go through this and they're scared. They're scared. They don't know how to act or like react to things. I saw my sorority sister on Facebook saying she just lost her hair. She has kids, she has a husband. So she she felt she could not break down. She could not cry and feel those emotions. And I say that it's okay to feel those emotions. It is. We try so hard to cover up our pain, cover up how we're truly feeling to stay strong in the face of others. But that is only hurting ourselves. And that's why I want to start these conversations because it it is okay. I still do it today. I hold in my emotions. I hate crying. I hate it. I will hold it in until later. That's just who I am. But the more you hold in, the harder it is to hold it in later. You know, it's harder to talk about it. It's harder to deal with it. So I don't know. I I just it's okay to feel. It is um it's normal. And those who are going through cancer it's it's a fighting game. And you know what? All of us cancer patients are stronger than anybody I know. We go through so much. And I appreciate every single one of you. 
and we got this. We together will kick cancer's butt, okay? I can proudly say today that I am, as of now, and hopefully for the rest of my life, am cancer-free. I am a survivor, and I want to help people through their journey and hopefully be an oncology social worker um, because this is it's a, it's a tough thing to go through. It's a tough process, and it's a very traumatic experience because, like I said, that fear is always, always there. But we will get through this together. Um, if you want to me to touch on anything else if I forgot something um if you have want me to go into more details about something just let me know I did not have like talking points on this one I kind of just went with it um and see where I got so <laughs> it's already been a long podcast so I'm going to end it here thank you for listening and please um talk to me yeah just talk to me and I will be here thank you